conscious couples, business partners, and singles committed to attracting their dream partner, welcome to the Conscious Couples Podcast, where we share our life, love story, and combined relationship expertise to help you create and consistently cultivate the most magnificent, intimate relationship possible. Never again will you feel hopeless and alone in your intimate relationship challenges. Having accumulated thousands of hours coaching conscious couples and individuals all over the world, as well as starting and growing a global business together, Alan and I are here to guide you and all things relationships. Thank you again for tuning into the one place where it's not about you or me. It's about the the we. Conscious couples and individuals, welcome back to another very special episode of the Conscious Couples Podcast. For episode number 58, Creating Financial Goals with Your Partner, this is going to be us unpacking some of the value and delivering the gold to you from our last Relationship Talks event, which went awesome. For those of you who are listening who did attend, thank you so much. We were so grateful to see all of you. What an awesome attendance. Yeah. Uh, that was awesome. So before we jump into this episode, we want to give a huge shout out, as always, to Next Level Podcast Solutions for producing this show, YouTube, audio, all of it. Thank you, thank you, thank you, team over there at Next Level Podcast Solutions. As always, sweetheart, what is your intention for today's episode. My intention for our listeners today in this episode is to encourage all of our listeners who might struggle with finances or have an interesting relationship with finances, number one, to feel not alone because you aren't alone. And then number two, to help you take that next step to set a small financial goal, even if it is small. Just setting that goal can make such a difference. Okay. So Emilia and I got a lot of great feedback from the event. And uh, bear with us a couple things. One, our dog is barking very loud in the background. So if you can hear that, Tucker's very upset. Uh, Number two, it is a Saturday night at 8 p.m. (laughs) Emilia and I are fairly cooked. So bear with us. (laughs) Just want to call the elephants out of the room right right away. We got a bunch of great feedback from the event. Um, Different messages and we want to share them anonymously. Always anonymous. Mm -hmm. But I have one that I want to share. As always, ladies, first love. Do you want to share your message first? Yeah. So before I even get into that, I wanted to have all of our listeners kind of think about a sport that they played. Maybe they played a sport, maybe they had a talent, something that they were really talented at, or at least after trying, they got really, really good at. So for me, I'm kind of thinking about when I grew up, I love soccer. I love soccer because I got really, really great at it. And so as a listener, I want you to think about your sport. Whatever. I can attest to that. We played a lot of soccer this summer. <laughs> it was fun. So whatever you're, you're a striker, s- I am a striker. striker, whatever your sport is likely like you can kind of go back like I am thinking in the field where you were kicking the ball around towards a net, right? Because that was the goal, right? That was the goal of the sport. That was why it was competitive. That's why you became so much more as a result of all of that teamwork, that collaboration in that sport, right? Now, the question is like, why aren't we doing that more with our finances? And one of the topics that we talked about in the event, obviously, right? Creating financial goals with your partner. I want you to imagine that same sport. Now, I want you to to then imagine, take away all of the competitive spirit there. Why? Because there's no goal. What would that look like? A bunch of people just kind of for like a soccer example, running around the field, kicking the ball, like there would be no direction. There would really be even no purpose to kick the ball around when you think about it. You pull the goal away, right? Then what are you doing? Are you just kicking the ball around? What we want to help each one of you is to not do that with your finances because there's so much impact that is left on the table. And one of the things that we talked about, which your testimonial will really go into, is 
the impact that's left on the table when you don't set a goal. That's so, so huge. We went into, and I don't think we're going to get into this on this um, episode, but a whole triad of financial abundance, right? So we went into key steps, but when you set a goal, even if it is small, that can make such a world of a difference between how you optimize your expenses, some of the things that you then make in terms of financial decisions to be able to reach that. And so this is the visual. Imagine uh, people in the middle of a soccer field and there's no goal, there's no nets. Emilia and I played some soccer this summer. There was nets on either side. And then what we would do is we'd dribble the ball, pass it to each other, and then we'd kick it into the net. And we were trying to get exercise, which was the purpose. But we also had a goal to go there and back 25 times or whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. And we actually had a timer going with 30 minutes. And so think about all of the goals. Okay, exercise consistently for 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. Try to get there and back 25 times. Pass the ball a certain amount of times in between. (laughs) We had a bunch of goals within these goals. It was a very purposeful experience. And I think that that was a lot more fun and certainly more useful for our fitness. For sure. Now imagine we just wanted to kick a ball around. There's no nets. There's no timer. There's no goal. There's no purpose. And the only goal is to just kind of kick the ball around. Now, that still might be fun. Okay, but we're not going to get a whole lot better at soccer. We're not going to get a whole lot better at fitness. And we're going nowhere really fast. There's no direction. And so in finances, if you want to work as a team, if you want to get better at finances, it does start with setting a goal and then trusting in your own abilities to figure out how to get that goal as a team. And you think about it, right? It's like, why don't more of us learn about finances? Do we have a goal that requires us to learn about finances. And so after the event, I suggested a bunch of different finance books. And if anyone wants, by the way, we can send you the triad of financial abundance. We can send you the books that we recommended for finance. And we can send you the actual presentation from the event. We don't record them. They're private on purpose. We Mm -hmm. want people to be vulnerable there. But we can send you the presentation um, if you're interested to see what it it was. We actually had someone we sent it to because they were like, do you record these? Mm -hmm. And we're like, we don't, but we can send you the PowerPoint. And so um, without further ado, we're going to give you the feedback that we got. And this is hopefully going to resonate with a lot of different people out there. And and at the event, I want to share this as well. Both Emilia and myself shared vulnerably and honestly our money story. Mm-hmm. What is a money story? A money story is all of us come up in either a wealthy family or a poor family or somewhere in between. We're all on a different spectrum. And then sometimes that shifts. So for Emilia... Her, her father was an entrepreneur and they were um, on the lower income class at the beginning. But by the end of high school, you were on the upper mm-hmm. income class. I actually had the opposite experience where my stepdad did really well. And then he left my family at 14. And then we went from upper middle class to actually back to the bottom. Mm-hmm. And it's been a little bit of a roller coaster. But the reason I'm sharing this is not to talk about Emilia or me, but for everyone to be thinking about their own money story. And so this is someone who reached out to us. Um, But again, ladies first, let's have you. You want me to go first? I I want you to go first. I'll bring the other one in later. Okay. All right. So this is someone who reached out and they said, oh my God, so much awareness about how little I was taught about finances Mm. and the relationship built with money. Again, your relationship to money. I actually used at the event an analogy of a spider. Like imagine if you are super, super scarce and scared of spiders, what are the chances you're going to go learn about them? 
You become a spider You're queen. You're going to run from them. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so we joked about how Emilia always brings me over whenever there's a spider. And she says, do not kill it. Don't Please don't kill, kill it. it. I don't, don't want to kill anything. But we got to bring it outside. And by we, I mean you. Can you bring it outside? <laughs> um, Only when so they're was, big and crawling <laughs> and creepy. And I joked about how if it was a snapping turtle, I'd be up on the ceiling <laughs> crawling like a spider. Um, calling you, literally, <laughs> to, to get this thing out of here. But anyways, okay. So, uh, so much awareness about how little I was taught about finances. And the relationship built with money because of me watching my parents' behavior mm-hmm. and their relationship with money. Which, by the way, and this is in parentheses, most of the time I was not fully aware of this because they liked to keep things, in quotes, to protect me. Keep things from me to protect me when all it really did was hurt me and not build a good foundation for me with money or finances. Right. So a lot of parents are taking care of the finances for their kids and or protecting them, quote unquote, from the money problems, quote unquote, when in reality, those are the best opportunities to learn about money um, and that kind of thing. So that person's experience hopefully will resonate with a lot of our listeners, which is she was actually not even part of the discussion. Right. The parents had the discussion behind the scenes, tried to brush it under the rug, pretend everything was good. And so now this person is going out into the world to try to succeed mm-hmm. and they don't really know a ton about money because they were never part of the discussion. Right. That's it's so powerful because I was just thinking about like how a lot of parents believe that like that that type of discussion or they believe that they're doing their kids a favor by not having to expose them to those money problems that they're having. And I can understand that thought process, though I don't fully agree with it as a result of what if the kids were brought behind the scenes and taught to learn about money, right? That's where the financial literacy that we talked about in that event, it was staggering the stats when you looked at that. And so you share that briefly. I believe it was 33% of, or one in three of all adults are financially literate. And so when you think about that, it was, uh, I would say the stat rocked me because if one of every three adults are financially literate, that means that they don't even know where or how to set a goal. They're financially illiterate or they're financially literate. No, it's financially literate. Okay, so that means two out of every three people are financially illiterate. Exactly. Okay, so they don't know how to set financial goals Mm -hmm. or even where to start. Right, which is why this is such a big, hairy topic for so many people and why when you think about it from that parent perspective, it's like, well, let's just keep these money problems away from the kid while they're growing up so that they don't have to deal with that in the future. What that's taking away, again, the impact on the table is the money problems are just going to get passed on because there's so much continued ignorance that's passed down about how not to how not to handle money how to not master money and like the spider analogy that you brought in if you're not really familiar with it you don't know how it interacts with the world you you don't know it you're going to inherently fear it Mm -hmm. and you're not going to want to master it like is so important to be able to feel like you have a sense of control over your finances and to be able to set a goal and the analogy here is if you are not even allowed to play soccer how are you supposed to get better at it? Exactly. And so if, let's say your parents are having challenges with finances and you're not brought into the discussion, how are you supposed to learn how to earn money, mm-hmm. learn how to save money, learn how to invest money? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. yeah, continue. But you're never going to get better at soccer if you are not allowed to play soccer. Right. 
Exactly. And that's to where to kind of bring this full circle, the sports analogy, right? Imagine the the sport that you love the most is probably the one that you were really good at, right? Because you were able to work at what you were really good at, but it it didn't start there. You worked towards that because someone gave you a goal. Someone gave you your, whether it be your coach, your parents, whomever, they, they encouraged that support to kind of just fill forward until you got good at that and then work on your strengths and hone your strengths and get better at that, get better at Maybe right? you wanted to beat your siblings, or maybe you <laughs> wanted love from your parents. Maybe you wanted the trophy. Yeah, whatever it is, there was a goal. There was a goal, and and not having a goal really doesn't tap. Or what it does is it doesn't tap into that part of us, the humanistic part that really loves to be motivated by a goal. So our call with Alan and Amelia was just incredibly valuable. It was really cool to see that in just one session we were able to go so deep and to cover so many topics and without going too much into the troubles, without getting depressive or negative or anything like that. And it was just amazing to see that at the end of the call we were able to hop off the call with way more resources and way better equipped to build trust and to resolve our conflicts more effectively in the future than we were to begin with. So we got a lot of value from it and way more than we were both expecting. Not because we had low expectations, but because they really over-delivered, yeah. Yeah, and it was really just great to be able to chat with someone and just connect with another couple that's really interested in, you know, growth and becoming better people and becoming better partners. So it was just really fun to actually be able to connect with someone that's really invested in each other and the relationship and everything. Yeah, they felt like really good friends that happened to be very wise. Exactly. <laughs> so thank you guys, really appreciate it. Yes, thank you. And so one of the one of the feedbacks that we got from our conscious couples uh, group chat, it's a private group chat that we have with all the people that do join the event, we make sure that that's an opportunity to like get in there, talk with other conscious couples, it's awesome. And it started popping off right after the event. And I'm so grateful to share that one of the community members that we had, she had said that my husband listened with me last night while we were on our way home from circus practice with our daughter. Awesome. Number one, the fact that they were listening. Shout out to you guys. Number two, that you are on your way home with your daughter in the car too. You were talking, you were learning and listening to these things while your daughter was in the car. So her daughter is starting a um, charity to make dresses for other children. It's Kevin and I actually donated. And again, I'm going to keep this anonymous, of course, but um, Kevin and I at Next Level U, we donated a hundred dollars recently to, and so not only is she teaching her about money by listening to these episodes in the car and the event in the car, Mm -hmm. but she's also like actually learning how to raise money as a little kid. Right. And there's a picture of her and her daughter with the dress. It's awesome. So huge shout out to you. If you're listening again, we'll always keep this anonymous, but, um, huge shout out to you and to your daughter for what you're doing. And that conscious parenting in there too. Like, I can't wait to talk more about that when we become parents too, and kind of dip our toe in there. But what was really exciting was that she had shared her husband is so excited to get started once he gets back from his business trip. So it was really cool because of the fact that like they, this event that they came to and they listen, you know, like we always try to encourage, like you don't have to 
to turn on your camera. You don't even have to participate if you don't want. Just even listening in mm-hmm. will like make like that's it that's can really be like a live podcast. Absolutely. It's like the same thing, but we're live and we have a presentation format. Yeah. But we do encourage you to come to the next one. So. Absolutely. So that I thought that was really, really cool. And then they got super excited to talk about finances, set a financial goal together, and just really become more financially literate, which is what that whole event was all about. So every single person walked out of that event far more inspired and far more excited to set that financial goal, even if it was small, right? We talked about even if it's a savings goal, Mm -hmm. it might not be an earnings goal like income, right? But it might just be, let's try to save 30 extra dollars this month. Mm -hmm. So those small little goals can go such a long way and not having a goal can leave so much impact on the table. Again, go back to that sports analogy. Imagine if there was no goal in the sport that you got really good at. There was no competition. There was no collaboration, which is what you, you had in order to get better at that, which is why you have so many fond memories of that probably coming up in this episode. I have an analogy that I want to share with our listeners. So I don't think I've ever shared this on this podcast. When I was young, I remember my mom told me, Alan, you're, you were chosen. And what she essentially was telling me is that there, of the four different people in the class that have trouble reading, mm-hmm. this is my fourth grade, you were chosen to... And so I was taken out of the class and I, I had trouble reading. I was mm-hmm. really good at math and science, but I had trouble reading. And uh, so I got taken out of the class and I got taught extra help on how to read Mm -hmm. essentially. And I was, they were fearful that I would be illiterate Mm -hmm. if I didn't learn how to read better. Mm -hmm. And so I got some extra attention. And at the end of the day, the goal, I remember the teacher telling me, okay, if you can't pronounce that name, just call it Bob or call it Jane or whatever. But here's my point. If it wasn't for a little bit of the extra support, Mm -hmm. would I be as strong of a reader as I am today? And so if you have not, if you feel like the person who messaged me originally and it's like, wow, I don't know anything about money. I was never taught anything about money. Am I supposed to have known all of this? I didn't take my first finance course until my master's program at one of the top technical institutions in the world. Mm. And I remember after that, I was like, whoa, why don't we learn about money in high school? Why aren't there finance courses in high school? I don't understand. And so if you're feeling self-conscious right now about your financial quote-unquote illiteracy Mm -hmm. not only are you not alone because two-thirds of the globe is technically financially quote-unquote illiterate but i also struggled with reading and so i wanted to share that because and now i don't struggle with reading at all because i got the support and because i worked at it Mm -hmm. and so you can work at it just like i did and end up you know not only financially literate but who knows maybe wealthy one day i remember I don't remember the specific stats, but I remember when we were doing our Books for Babes initiative, mm-hmm. which is the initiative, if, if anyone's new to what that that is, um, it's us raising funds to help bring books, particularly pop-up books, and diverse books to underprivileged youth and children. And we do that every single year. It's an annual fun- fundraiser that Alan and I do. And I remember when I was doing some of the research underneath overall literacy and being able to read, right? What it spoke about, the research spoke about how the more literate you are, i.e. the better of a reader you are, 
that opens up so many doors for you in terms of access to resources, Mm -hmm. access to healthcare, Mm -hmm. access to opportunity, job opportunity, your ability to have a greater income, right? So if that's reading, imagine what finances is. Mm -hmm. The more literate you are in finances, the more you have access to resources, the more you have connections, right? The more you're able to be able to live that life that you really dream of. It's really just on the other side of setting this goal, setting a small goal and starting there. Or if you need help asking for support, you know, and that extra support can go a long way. There's nothing wrong with you. You know, that's that's the biggest thing here. So um, I love the event. I thought it was really awesome. And it's really cool to be able to celebrate in the feedback that we got that um, hopefully really really excited someone listening to this episode to kind of get started. And thank you all so much again for reaching out. Thank you again for attending. So we got to jump here. The question that I would leave everyone with is this, what is your money story? Are you scarce with money? Was there tons of abundance somewhere in between? Go through your money story and think about, okay, did my parents involve me? Did they hide it from me? Were they abundant? Did they have high income, low income? Where did they fall on this whole thing? Mm -hmm. Try to understand your relationship with money. We asked everyone at the event, zero to 10, what is your relationship with money? Mm -hmm. We had some twos in the chat. We had some threes. We had some sixes. Almost no one was above seven. Yeah. And that's okay. So I just want people to realize that this is a, uh, you're not alone in having a negative relationship with money. We all have a lot of pain associated with this. It's Mm -hmm. a, it's a hot topic. Um, Just start small and let it build. Okay, so our next Relationship Talks event is April 13th, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, how to have a drama-free relationship. In other words, how to get out of what we call the drama-trauma triangle, which is everything is constantly overwhelming, you're fighting, everything seems like a bigger deal than it needs to be, why are we fighting over these silly things, how to have a drama-free relationship where you actually can be fulfilled, you can be on a team, you understand when who's stressed and when and when to not trigger each other constantly. And we've all heard that saying of we just know exactly how to poke each other's buttons. Mm-hmm. How do you stop poking each other's buttons unintentionally or intentionally from now on so that you two can work in a, as a team? Um, and part of that is going to be setting goals together. But uh, that's our Relationship Talks virtual event. Again, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, April 13th. You can join us. You can participate if you want, or you can, again, have it on in the background in the car like that listener uh, was. Yeah. And every single Saturday, Alan and I make sure that we allocate time for you, the listener, if you're having a hard time in your relationship and if you and your partner just are not on the same space, on the same page, You guys definitely should take advantage of that because of the fact it is a safe space that Alan and I make sure that we allocate on our time to make sure that we can meet. (laughs) I am struggle bus. No, it's okay. But if you're both out in space, if you're out in space, please take advantage of that because I know that, you know, we've been able to have listeners that have taken advantage of that. And that has gone such a long way. I have the giggles. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, don't be sorry. But it's, it's gone cute. a long way. And we've been able to really help people in that who have taken advantage and have had the courage to say, listen, I'm having a hard time in my relationship. Me and my my partner just aren't on the same page. Maybe we haven't set a financial goal yet. Maybe we realize that our money stories are really deep. There's There's so many tendrils and we don't have a positive relationship with that. We want to change that. 
Alan, Amelia, what would you guys say is the first step for us in our unique scenario? Relationship talks. That is where relationship (laughs) talks can help you. So that link will also be in the show notes. We hope that we book that and we cannot wait to meet you. And if you don't want to book straight on the calendar, you can reach out to Emilia or myself. So um, the our email addresses will also be in there. I think it's mm-hmm. do we have we email addresses yet? I'm not, not yet. sure. I think not it's gonna that. be mm-hmm. Emilia at evolveventurestech.com, mm-hmm. Alan at nextleveluniverse.com. You can email us or you can DM us on any of the social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, and just reach out and say, Hey, I'm considering relationship talks. Um, and then we can book from there as well. Doors so, always open. Yeah. Thank you so much. We hope that you reach out. And as always, so episode number 58 is a wrap. <laughs> as always, it is not about you or me. It's about the, the we. we. We'll see you out in space. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Conscious Couples Podcast. We love connecting with the Conscious Couples community. So please make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at Evolve with Amelia and Alan is a Lazarus 88. Also, if you or your partner resonated with this episode, leave us a review at the link in the show notes and please share this with someone you love and care about. Until next time, remember, it's not about you or me. It's about the we. The we.